0: I'm opening my eyes, and all I can see is the ceiling. There's nothing to see, really. It is all white, but yet I I know I'm seeing it blurry. To the left and to the right, I see the outlines of our kitchen cabinets, and for a split moment, I'm wondering what I'm doing here. This is such a strange perspective. Why am I laying on the hard, tiled ground of my kitchen? Why on earth would I lay down on the kitchen floor? Uh, I can smell orange juice. And I can't decide if I'm thirsty or if I'm disgusted. Why would I be disgusted by orange juice? Heck, why am I lying on the kitchen floor? Well, I decide to close my eyes because I know that when I open them again, this will all make sense somehow. But in this moment, I hear little feet running They're coming closer to me, and it hits me like thunder. It's not coming back to me slowly. It's all there, and it's crystal clear. I came into the kitchen, and I prepared a tray of snacks, fruit and orange juice. And we were going to picnic our goûter on the balcony. But I tripped over a toy car, and I fell, and I hit my head hard on the kitchen floor. The fruit that I cut up are soaking in the orange juice on the ground. Oh, my head is in agony, and there's this massive bump on the back of my head, and it's throbbing. Oh. And I'm laying in a sea of glass shards because the juice pitcher burst into a million pieces. My entire body hurts. But as soon as I hear those little feet running, I'm on my knees, and I'm yelling in alarm: Non, rentrez pas, restez dehors, n'entrez pas dans la cuisine, Interdit d'entrer, dans la cuisine. I hear my voice breaking and I see two sets of blue eyes frozen in shock and filling up with tears. My boys are just two and a half and one year old. It's summer, and they are bare feet, and I just scared the living shit out of them. Then, a small voice asks carefully, Maman? Maman? Tu veux danser sur le canapé? (sighs) Yes, baby. Let me just clean up here first, and then we'll dance on the couch. But first, I need you to take your brother by the hand and go back on the balcony and play on your blanket. I'll be with you in just a moment. Welcome to the Home of Having podcast, my friend. This is the place to learn how to create a home away from home. I'm Nick, I'm an interior designer but also a CRL expat. And this season, I'm on the quest to find out what belonging means. Why? Well, because psychologists claim belonging is what defines the value of our life. And it helps us cope with life when life gets rough. And you don't need to be an expat to know life doesn't get any rougher than when we feel lonely. So I'm inviting you to hear and learn from inspiring people as they share their story and their knowledge on belonging. And then you can make a decision on what a home worth having really means to you. Welcome to this week's episode. Hey friend, this is a somewhat unplanned episode. You see, a few years back, I had a German blog. And even though I have not been active there for years, it is still up. And some blog posts still get waves of attention every now and again. And one of these posts is the one I wrote after that event I told you about in my intro. Me lying on my kitchen floor. You know, one of these moments when you find yourself just completely unoriented in time and space and you can't see anything clearly, all you just know is... Shit hit the fan and everything hurts. You are aching all over. And for that, you don't need to have had a real fall. Just this moment of clarity when you open your eyes and become painfully aware that this is not where you want it to be. In fact, you actually hate where you are right now. There's this gaping crack between you, where you are right now, and you were where you thought you'd be. In this instant, you can't even tell, can't even articulate how this magic fantasy world of yours looks like. You just know it's not here. The good place would not feel so crap. So what do you do when you find yourself there? Your version of the hard kitchen floor with a million tiny splinters of life around you. Splinters that used to build a hole. And they used to contain what people call life. But that burst apart. That that doesn't function anymore. They are just painful shards that you will cut yourself should you decide to move and try to get yourself out. So the world will give you a million different very good advice from well-intended motivational quotes to societal wisdoms like dust yourself off, take a bath, take a breather, look inwards. Some will say, pray over it. And Amazon will offer you a nearless, empty self-help aisle that they will send right into your mailbox. Just choose. So they're all good advice. And then they're completely worthless BS at the same time. And guess what? Today I can add one more such lesson that a handful of strangers taught me. See, in my mid twenties, I was living in Edinburgh. I had finished my design studies in Germany and Australia in 2008, right in the middle of global freaking finance crisis. And after nine months of desperately trying to find a design position and juggling three jobs simultaneously, I ended up taking a job as a general marketing assistant in an online toy company in Edinburgh. Yeah, and life just sucked. On a random Tuesday evening, I was sitting on the couch in the kitchen, staring at the ceiling with tears in my eyes, in the flat that I shared with four other people. This was not where I wanted to be in my life. Not that flat. That flat was actually kind of great. Just not in that life. My head hurt, my body was weary, and my soul was hurting. And then, out of nowhere, suddenly a towel came flying straight into my face. And I heard my roommate Claire say, You got an attitude problem, girlfriend? Sorry, what? What? I beg your pardon? Wait, what? Oh, come on, Cece. You don't know what I went through today. Please, I don't need another person telling me what's... You're right. I don't know what you've been through, but I know it is eating you up, and you are letting it. You've got an attitude problem, and I will fix it for you. So put that towel on, take your shoes off, and stand on the couch. I was perplexed. I, <laughs> I was tired, and I tried to get rid of Claire, but she didn't leave me alone. She forced me to wrap the towel around my head as if I had freshly washed hair. And then she forced me to stand barefoot on the couch. Then she plugged her iPod into the boxes, turned the volume up and hit play. A one meter fifty small Australian yelled at me, dance. Wait, what? That's ridiculous. Yes, it is. No, Claire, really, I, I don't want to. That's ridiculous. Claire just smiled. She opened the kitchen door, called our three boys together. Two Aussies and a Brit. And when they came, curious to see what was going on with the music bursting, she told them to get towels. And they actually went and got towels. Who does that? A few seconds later, they all came back. Dave and Sam jumped on the couch next to me. Stu and Claire danced on the floor. The music boomed and they danced and they sang. And so I started to dance and to sing too. A few songs later, we were all out of breath. We all had bright red heads, and we were hoarse from laughing and screaming and dancing. And I was just, oh, you're really crazy, guys. You won't believe what a shitty day I had. I, I was interrupted. Uh, you didn't have a shitty day, maid. You had a shitty week. Actually, a shitty couple of weeks. Look, we can all see that you're going through stuff. And if you need us to, we're here. We're happy to distract you, but I don't think that will actually help you on the long term, will it? You've got to sort crap out, mate. So go now. Go and finish that thing. Finish what you got to finish, make your decisions, and then when it's all over, you come and tell us all about it. Three days later, the five of us were sitting together again with a cup of tea in the kitchen. Well, wow, British life. And I told my friends that I would quit my job and return to university for a master's degree. You see, the thing is, if something goes terribly wrong and you have this moment of sudden clarity, you wake up and you find every bone and every fiber of your soul aching, you can go and talk to someone about it to get clarity. But if you're still in this situation... And you feel like you cannot get out. Emotionally, you're really, really stuck. Talking about it can cause you to fall apart completely before you can gather up what is left and start making that change. I don't know about you, but I hate falling apart first. So if you're still stuck, you are stuck in that wrong thing, that wrong situation, what feels like a wrong life. You've lost control and somehow you've tripped and you've fallen. But still life has to go on. The only thing you can do to regain control is to own your own attitude. You can lift your weak, listless self from the couch and crawl the last piece to the finish line. Or you can tell yourself enough of that and you can laugh at it. And if you don't feel like laughing, then you can try tricking your body into a good mood and do something totally ridiculous like wrap a towel around your head stand on the couch put the music out loud and dance and scream and just have a good time see your attitude happens in your head mate couch towel dancing became somewhat of a tradition in our shared flat no matter who no matter when when you needed it you could just count on the other four to come and dance with you all we had to do was turn out the volume, open the kitchen door, and we all knew what was going on. So back then, when I wrote that blog post, I was lying on the floor in our kitchen between broken glass and lots of juice. I had stepped on a toy car, I had slipped, I had fallen in the truest sense of the word. And while my tailbone, my elbow, and my head ached, I lay there staring at the ceiling cursing, swearing loudly. I only got out of my funk when I heard my little ones scurrying up. I knew they had heard the crash and they came running just to see what had happened. They weren't suspecting and I was so scared they would just walk into a sea of glass. But then when my little man saw me, he was scared but he knew this wasn't me. He knew this isn't his mom and he knew something was wrong. And he knew that when things go terribly wrong, we turn on the music and we dance on the couch. Because we got to get out of our funk and start seeing another way to behave. I just want you to know that you don't have to let that feeling of helplessness overpower you. I mean, it's all right, right? We all get into overwhelm. We all get to the point where our head hurts, our body is weary, and our soul is aching. Just remember, sometimes it's just that little tiny thing that you can't control that can catapult you out of your funk. So I wonder, have you recently been in that situation? I know that corona and lockdown has been hard on me, but it's been over a month that we've been out. And it's so easy to forget how bad a situation can feel. So if you are right now in a situation... If you're right now still in lockdown, if you're fighting with anxiety, if you're fighting with sadness, and if you feel like you're juggling 10 balls at the same time, and wherever you look, there is stumbling blocks, hey, before you lose balance, just drop them. You don't need to keep everything rolling all the time. So what I want to get at is if you are currently feeling that you are... Not just in a moment, but in a whole phase that is basically drenched in anxiety. You need to know this. Anxiety is caused by uncertainty in the external world. And then it's multiplied by the feeling of powerlessness that you experience in your mind. So our current times are very uncertain. There is no doubt of that. But I want you to know that you are not powerless. You cannot control everything. But you can control something. And I want you to focus on that. You can do something that will just help you. And that will be enough. It's okay to just help yourself right now. I want you to think of your home as your territory. I want you to think of yourself as the sovereign in your own home. You rule. You are here in charge. So look at the equation. Anxiety is uncertainty multiplied by powerlessness. Take that multiplying factor out of the equation. Uncertainties come in many shapes and forms. But so comes certainty. Sometimes doing a little thing is just enough. Like turning up the volume, wrapping your head in a towel even though it's not wet, and just dance your ass off. It will get your body moving, your blood flowing. And for a split second, you can forget about the vagueness of our future, of everything that is unpredictable and everything that is causing your head and heart to hurt right now so badly. And then I want to give you that last piece of advice. I know not all of you have families, but I want you to focus on somebody else's well-being. It's incredibly empowering to get out of your own head and get out of that feeling of self-misery and concentrate on something that you can do for somebody else. When I was in Edinburgh, I just had to take care of myself. But my friends gave me that feeling that I had also responsibility towards them and that they were really concerned about myself. It was a good kind of responsibility. And then when I was in Switzerland, lying on the kitchen floor, I had my kids to take care of. So I want you to think of yourself as a wise sovereign, somebody who is in charge of somebody else, somebody who can seek counsel and information and help from others, and who then, according to all the information, just filters through what applies to them and to their sovereign state. I don't want you to keep repeating in your head that you're anxious. I want you to keep repeating in your head that you have obligations and something to take care of. And if you don't do it, who will? I want you to make up your mind right now and start caring. Start caring about yourself as somebody who is in charge of somebody else. And then I also want to ask you, who are your people Who are your crazy 1 meter 50 small Australian girlfriends who tell you to wrap a towel around your head and dance? I know you've got them. And if you've lost touch and if you feel finding good quality friends is just a really, really hard thing to do, it's actually not that complicated. Just hop back one episode and you hear all about on how to give yourself the chance to fall head over heels into a new best friendship. I want you to be open to experience friendship at first sight. So if you found value in this, if you like this episode, I'd really appreciate if you would give me a five-star review. Just swipe up. You don't need to write anything or just share it with the one person you think needs to hear this. And in the meantime, make sure to click in the show notes because I will add a little list of fun songs to dance to on the couch or not, with towels or not, with friends or not, just by yourself. I want you to enjoy the rest of the day. Talk to you soon. Au revoir. Nicole.